Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk. July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the Weight Watchers plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW. Sometimes it's something we've learned, maybe it's something we've struggled with, but the bottom line is there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, Sarah is a member of the Real WW Talk Facebook group, and she posed this question in the group. Is this worth doing after a certain age? Am I too old to lose weight? Is it too late? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hello there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I am Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Well, ladies, I know we had to skip last week because illness has hit us. Yes. <laughs> Always something. It it's wasn't me this time. No. It was not me this time. No. <laughs> Honestly, like, it's kind of ridiculous. You, Candace, fought cancer. You underwent mm-hmm. chemo. You had radiation. Like, you barely missed anything. And I'm like, I'm over here with a stomach bug puking my guts out of the cold from hell. Ricky, you've got the cold from hell. It was terrible. I couldn't talk for like two days and I was just coughing everywhere and it was, it was horrible. <laughs> that would have been a fun episode to film. <laughs> right? I know, Erin with her bucket beside her. <laughs> well, it's nice to see everybody that we can laugh and joke about this. <laughs> yes, at least we're all on the mend. Yes. yes. Yeah. But I will say that our Real WW Talk Facebook group held it down kept the conversation going. We love them. If you want to join the Real WW Talk Facebook group, we'd love for you to join in and just search Real WW Talk on Facebook. Um, But so over the past, you know, two weeks or so, there's been a lot of great conversation happening. One about WW's recent changes, which we know there are a lot of feelings about it. So we just kind of, we acknowledge that. And also just let you know too, for us that we feel a lot of those same feelings, but we also want to not be toxic positive. We just say that, but we do want to, we want to be a positive voice in the conversation. Um, because at the end of the day, you can either keep circling the drain around something or decide to move forward with it. 
right? Mm-hmm. And our meeting, our meeting place is one of the places that's affected by a lot of the changes. So if you're listening to us and going, first off, what are you guys talking about? Because you're not in on the things. WW made some pretty holistic changes, and that includes uh, eliminating a number of their studio locations and then enhancing what they call their, uh, was it studio? Studio at. Studio at. That's it. Yeah. Studio at. So um, using some different hotels or community centers to be able to host the studio, which helps them reduce their overhead, which sounds great. So they can actually put more money into, into the program. Mm-hmm. And so our beloved Saturday morning group studio that we've been going to for Ricky, you and me, what, 14 years, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's she gone. long time. Long time. She gone. No more. Um, and so we're actually still learning where our new location is yeah. going to be, right, Candace? You've been it's, at you've been at the meetings. Give us a little TBD. bit. About- I didn't get to go last week, but it was it's they are they haven't picked the new location yet, but they're still having the two meetings, the two, which is a good thing. They'll still have the seven thirty, and they'll still have one more. I think like a nine thirty. Yeah. The location will just be different. Which we also had a third meeting, and that third mm-hmm. meeting got got cut. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's another, you know. So if you have, like, if you do go to any of the in person locations. Um, man, give your meeting leaders some love because they are bearing the brunt of this right now. And from what we've seen with our meeting leaders, they don't know a lot. Like there's yeah. been a lot that's been withheld or they're just discovering in the minute along with us. And that's just a really hard position to be in. So give them a little extra grace, give them a little extra love the way, the way that you would want it if you were in there, in their shoes. And know? our hearts are going out to those who we, we know that it already has been announced that some people have lost their meeting leaders, like yes. they're completely gone. And, you know, you may not have a meeting that's going to be in your area anymore. And I'm sure, you know, that that's tough. You know, I think about how we started this whole chat to begin with is because we were kind of shut down due to COVID and had to go online. And I know that online isn't comfortable for everybody. However, mm-hmm. We're resilient people. So my prayer is that we can figure out a way to kind of navigate through it for those who may not have as many options because it's different. We have, you know, everyone all over the world and all over it, it's are impacted differently and we're navigating it together though. And all of the feelings. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And I don't even know for a lot of our WW listeners who are in Canada and the UK and Ireland and Australia, I'm not really sure mm-hmm. how these are obviously the, the U S changes. I'm not even sure about how it affects nationally. Yeah, not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So a lot of love and just a lot of, whew, deep breaths and knowing that change happens and we can choose to surf the change, right? Or we can lock ourselves down and kind of go nowhere fast and just, you know, we get to choose how we want to respond. And from a fellow change averse person, I'm there with you. (laughs) We take it a day at a time, a step at a time. Yep, exactly. Um, so, you know, here's the things kind of speaking of change. This was, I thought, a great question that Sarah within the Real WW Talk uh, Facebook group asked that I was just like, oh, I'm so glad at her vulnerability and asking this question. She said, um, you know what? Is this worth doing after a certain age? Like, am I just too late? Because she's looking at her life. She's going, I'm now after 40. I'm a little bit over 40. I'm at the highest weight I've ever been. But like, genuinely, is this worth even trying? Because she's always associated 
weight loss with a young woman's gain, trim and thin, young and thin, right? What do you, I have some definite thoughts. What do you guys think about that? I, I think, so I, the way I see it is that I've been someone who's had this challenge and we've talked about this since I was a kid. So my challenge isn't necessarily age. It's the time of like years and years of habits that I'm struggling and struggling to undo. Um, I think that has been the most challenging thing. And I think for people who are above 40 or whatever age you want to say above, it's, I think it has to do with the habits that you've built and the habits that you have to undo. There's some people we've talked about before and not to lump people into categories, but who maybe gained weight later in life, maybe in their thirties after having kids or something like that. And they don't have the same association and the same, um, you know, problems with food. Maybe it was just more of a lifestyle thing that was temporary, if that makes sense. And then they get in the habit of like, oh, I, I can go back to the things I used to do and, and eating a different way. Um, whereas some of us, it's, it's just been my lifetime of unhealthy eating, eating processed foods that I now prefer over natural foods. Some people grew up eating just natural foods and then, you know, maybe started eating processed foods and um, it, it was the other way around. So I think, I think yes, but I think it can be more challenging for people who are undoing years and years and years and years of bad habits. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. But the question is, is it too late and is it worth doing? Do you think it's too late, regardless of all the reasons why? I think it's never too late. And I think it's always worth doing. That's why I haven't given up. And I think, and I'm not at 40 yet, but uh, (laughs) but it's coming. And I've, I've, I've been always been told by my mom, do it before you're 30, do it before you sort of get the weight off before you're 30, because things get harder biologically. And it, it has been harder and I wish I had done it sooner, but it's still worth it. And I'm still fighting to do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, for those who don't know, I Cliff Notes version just got finished with the cancer journey. So for me, I'm always thinking about it from a health perspective. I am, I am 40 in August and I'm on a medicine right now that's put me into like a menopausal state and messed with my weight. And it's been really hard really hard because there hasn't been a change in my effort, but there's been residual from medicine that has caused my weight to fluctuate and increase a bit. And it's really, really, and I, I really, that question is like, why am I fighting so hard if I'm like fighting against meds and I'm, but the health benefits for me make me want to continue the fight and to continue to focus on overall healthy habits, you know, that I think will lead to the weight naturally decreasing over time. It's just not going to be a quick fix anymore. Um, I think that when you get older, you know, 
the benefits of the weight coming off are increased, you know, because we're dealing with things as you get older, things get less. It's not as not as squeaky and not as clean as it was before. So the the added weight is something that can make it difficult. So I, I would say for me, absolutely, it is worth it that it's worth the fight. Um, and but it does require a mindset shift and knowing that when we talked about that crock pot versus microwave that you may it may not be as quick as you want, but that the effort is worth it overall. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. What about you, Erin? Yeah, I mean, I I would a hundred percent say it is worth it. I think it comes down to mindset, and it's actually the mindset shift that has to change from how we lost weight and where our mindset was in losing weight in our 20s versus 30s. And I know for many of our men and women who are listening, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And what I loved about the post is it opened up so many different people of different ages who said, I'm in my 60s and I lost 85 pounds and it was 100% worth it. Like that so encourages me to see those kinds of responses. I think for me, looking at my 40s with hypothyroidism, And what will eventually, from what I understand with the hypothyroidism, will develop into other autoimmune disorders, right? It's really important for me that I am paying attention to my health and to my weight. And it's less about, I want to lose weight to be thin. And it's more about, I want to be the healthiest version of myself going into my 50s or setting my 50s up for success going into the 60s. I mean, I look at my mom is almost 70. She walks every day on the treadmill and she will then alternate it with a recumbent bike, but she is super healthy and she has type two diabetes and she's had it since her early forties. She's fought it for so long with just diet and exercise. It wasn't until the past 15 or years or so that she's needed to use the additional support just because of the natural progression of diabetes. My mom's really healthy and I watch her playing with her grandkids and I look at my life and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to have grandkids, but whose kids am I going to be able to invest in? Whose lives am I going to be able to invest in? And I want, I want to be able to do that. I want to be the healthiest version of myself to do that. And when I think about the healthiest version of myself, it doesn't mean I'm a stick figure. (laughs) It means I'm strong. It means I'm, you know, walking up and down the stairs with ease. I'm, you know, able to carry a bunch of groceries and not, you know, gasp for breath when I get up the stairs to the door. You know, that's to me the worth it and the definition of of health. How have you guys, has your definition of health changed over the years, your, your view of that? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's definitely shifted to, um, not just for me, you know, labs and things that I go to for the doctor have become, you know, really, really important because I think for, for me, health had always been external, like Mm. what could be seen like on the outside, whether the, you know, you look thin or you look like you're fit, but really knowing that for me, health is what's happening that I can't see, you know, the stamina and the way that I'm walking up and down the stairs. Like, do I feel like I have enough breath? Do I feel winded? Do I feel not winded? Do I feel able to take normal breaths without being winded? Um, Do I, 
are my labs the way that I need them to be? Is my body responding? Am I breaking out? Is my skin healthy? You know, because sometimes my skin will tell me if I'm, you know, when I'm eating things that I shouldn't be eating or if I'm not in a healthy state, it shows in other ways. So I think that healthy to me is more of an internal state. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it used to be very, very external. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd say the same thing. I know, I would have said 10, 15 years ago that healthy was um, a, a size, you know, insert size number <laughs> jeans um, or being able to wear a bikini and feel comfortable or, and, and none of those things are bad, but I think when I get stuck into, um, I want to be this specific size in this brand and this store. And if I'm not, I'm not healthy, then that's not a healthy mindset um, for me. And I, I think also being healthy is, as I see it now, it does, it's all those things you said, Candace, definitely. But I think it's also realizing that that's relative to me, like comparing myself to other versions of myself in the past, I have mm-hmm. asthma and it's not something that has been as bad as when I was a child, I was hospitalized a lot as a baby and, you know, it was very bad as a kid, you know, anytime I'd run, I'd get an asthma attack and um, I don't really run now, but um, it's there are instances where now I, I can be in where I could induce an asthma attack, like going up a lot of stairs or things like that. But maybe 10 years ago, um, if I had done something like that in a healthier version of my body, maybe a, not at goal weight, but a healthier version of my body, that wouldn't have happened. So I think for me, healthy means um, I'm not triggering my asthma. I'm not, you know, I'm able to do more things and it may not be what I could do 10 years ago, or it may not be running, but that's something I'm probably never going to be a runner. And that's okay. Because Mm -hmm. for me, healthy means I can walk up uh, however many flights of steps and not have an asthma attack. I'm so glad you said that, Ricky, because I think about for me, like even 10 years ago, healthy would have been, I am doing 10 Ks and 15 Ks and I'm running them. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay that at one point, um, I never did a 10 K that was kind of on a bucket list, but I'm okay. Not having done a 10 K. And even now looking at it going, I don't feel like I need I don't need to do a 10 K to prove anything to myself or to feel like I've succeeded at this. I mean, we were doing the five K's all the time and I really enjoy doing them, but now I'm happy with the walking that I'm doing. I think it's like, it gets to the place of like, what's the exercise that you're happy with doing and what's the exercise that feels motivational to you to do? Not that you have to do it or that you should be like, stop shooting all over yourself, right? Like I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Actually, I don't have to, but I would love, and I have been working on lifting weights because for me, I'm looking at health and just decreased muscle mass and bone mass. As I get older, that makes me feel happy to go do this thing, knowing that I'm helping protect my bone health for the future, right? Like it's just a whole whole different feeling, but I would have been shooting all over myself earlier about lifting the weights because I'm like, oh, I should be doing this. Now I feel freedom in the idea of doing it. And see what I think you're talking about, Aaron, is another thing that I replaced in um, my understanding of what health is and that's healthy mindset, you yeah. know, because it's not always just about the physical 
you know, your body and what's going on internally or externally, but up here, you know, am I able to, to not react to things that may have prompted me in the past to get very self-deprecating or to be very negative about who I am or to put pressure on myself to be that 20-year-old me who, you know, did do the 5Ks or the 10Ks or wants to do whatever, but I know now who I am. That's a mindset shift that Mm -hmm. shows a healthy way that you're coping, you know? And I think that that's something that sometimes age does get you and kind of having life experience. It shows you, you always hear, I always hear people say, look, 20-year-old me would have cared. 40-year-old me does not care at all what you think about me. I don't care what you're... And I think that that, that does show there is something to that. You know, the freedom to be able to say, look, I'm changing. I'm not always going to get it together. I'm not always going to have it, you know, completely. But I am allowing myself grace to go through life and to not be perfect and to know that perfection is a myth. You know, that was my big thing. Mm -hmm. I've been a perfectionist for as long as I can remember. And I recently let that go. I let that go in the past year and it's been a very freeing journey. So I feel healthier mentally and that is worth its weight, you know, in pounds that may have been lost and regained, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, I think it's that's that's the piece that I think we all have to, you know, remember as we're moving forward. And I hope that the person and I can't remember you said her name was Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. You know, who made the post. I think that there's something to that when you're asking the fact that you're even asking the question, you know, mm-hmm. is this worth it? Is it mm-hmm. shows that you think that there is probably is some worth there. It's not yeah. like forget it. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. If I'm still pondering, you know, if I'm still trying to see what's there. It's not that you've given up on yourself because I think it's so much. It, sometimes it's easier to just say, forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are things that change as we get older, like things that make it harder. Um, you know, I guess I notice more of my sodium intake now. And I, I know that I I do gain rapidly and and but I can and I lose it that much slower. <laughs> you know, it's quite the opposite. So I know that there's things that I've learned about my body, but it. it I think as we do get older, things do continue to change. And I think that makes it hard too. And I think maybe she was coming from that aspect of, you know, is it just going to keep getting so hard that I I can't do that? And I think some people face that, but I wasn't that great to see people in the comments who were older saying, you know, it is possible. I think it is just a a challenge that's constantly changing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, let's admit, I mean, we hear, we've heard horror stories our whole life as women that the minute perimenopause and menopause hits, your life is over, right? You turn into a harpy shrew. Mm -hmm. You're a terrible person to be around. You don't want to be around yourself. You can't lose weight. You start carrying all of your weight in your belly, right? Like, I mean, it's sounds pretty terrible. It does sound pretty terrible. Now, I've already been through menopause once, uh, a <laughs> medically induced menopause that you're in now. Candid. Exactly. Yeah, I'm in it yeah. now. <laughs> right. And it's and it's true. Like the, when the hormones change, right? Like there are, there's, there's real stuff that happens with that. And now I know that I'm facing perimenopause and I'm like, okay, well, this is what I've heard, but there's been more research that's come out since I've heard those things. So let's just figure out, um, you know, how to, how to make it better or at least go through it better. Right. Like, I feel like that's one way for me that I'm trying to look at it is like, how can I go through this 
the best way possible that I can. And, you know, men also have their struggles as they go over 40, they're losing testosterone and they're losing, you know, their muscle mass as well. You know, everybody, everybody has something, everybody Mm -hmm. has something, but I think like Candace, like you said, I think it starts with mindset and, and that, um, the fact that Sarah's asking the question is she's not ready to give up on herself yet. She's just yeah, ex- yeah. it's hard. That's the thing is it's hard. It's harder than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And it's giving ourselves a win. Mm-hmm. Frankly, like we need to feel some success in what we're doing. And, and I think go ahead, Ricky. Oh, I was gonna say, I think part of what you're saying too, Erin, is we're learning not to be a statistic. It's like I'm I'm not a statistic. Like I the statistics are great and you can learn a lot from them. But, you know, it it doesn't mean that just because 99% of people do X, Y, Z, that I'm going to jump off that bridge and do the same thing, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I Like, yes, somebody can tell me a statistic, but I can determine for myself what I'm going to, what effort I'm going to put into whatever it is to, to weight loss, to going to the gym, to, you know, whatever that thing is, I can still put whatever, whatever effort into it that I want. My body could prove that statistic wrong. And that's the thing. What I love your, what you're saying, Ricky, is exactly what I was going to say. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've learned in this past year that there's tons of things that you can choose to focus on that are negative and that society will even like Aaron, they'll, they'll pull, you'll see the commercials, everyone. And how does that make you feel? Like, I mean, it doesn't make you feel good. To, to hear that and people who share it, you know, that maybe they think they're helping, but it's not very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. So being able to say, I can acknowledge, okay, yes, I'm, I've been put into a medical menopause. Um, I hear menopause is not the greatest, but I've also seen people who have gone through menopause and still continue to look healthy and continue to maintain their weight. I'm not saying it's easy or hard, but they've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of, I, I would say, a lot, we have a whole group of them, not just in our Facebook group, but in even our, our meeting in person that we had gone to, mm-hmm. they're not like hating life and they're past mm-hmm. they're, they're postmenopausal. They're, they're not like, I hate that this is the worst thing ever. So how do you figure out how to have those life-giving thoughts that Aaron, you've talked about that I've had to focus on in this journey? What can I focus on? That's going to make me feel excited because What's the alternative? Like, are we just going to sit here and lament for like ever about how horrible life is and it's passed me by and you're going <laughs> to might as well write your swan song. Are you going to go like that doesn't feel good. Like I have yeah. a lot of living I'm going to have left to do and I want to do it in a way that makes me feel good and excited and not focus, focus less on what has changed that I can't control and what can I control? Okay. My belly's bigger. Or I, I'm having trouble, but I really enjoy the exercise. It really helps with my mental health. I still love my walks. I love the fact that I have time with my family and I really like cooking. So maybe I can figure out something at some point is going to give. It just may take longer. That's okay. I, I think that it even goes into a little bit what you were talking about earlier, Ricky, about the past. And when it comes to this space, it's, we're not focusing on the past. We're not focusing on uh, past versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're looking at who we are now and who, we, where we want to go. When there's much more hope when we look at the future mm-hmm. than there maybe is on the past, because com- past is comparison, right? And you know what's the the ye old quote? Comparison is the thief of joy, right? Mm-hmm. But if we look at the future, there's more joy that can be. Cre- there's joy that can be created. 
right? Joy doesn't exist in the past. It exists in the now. It exists in the future. And so if we start from the place of not skinny, but what do I want my future health to be and my future movement to be, that actually gives a better picture of how to even structure where we want to go and how we want to get there to create the mindset patterns to make that happen. I mean, if you guys thought about what your life looks like at 50 or 60, has that ever come up for you? Not especially. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> You're still looking at 40. Yeah. So I'm past 40 and now I'm like, oh, okay, let me pick my gravestone. So, no. so I'd say 40, you know, I think about my forties and what that's going to be like. I haven't, I, I trust for the future that I get past that, but I don't really think as much about that. It's like, let's focus on one decade at a time. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting, it's just been a whole lot of reflection for me because this is the year that I do hit 40 and there's been a lot of force change on me, you know, and, and things that I've had to embrace. And I had to just share this really quickly because I, someone had shared this quote and you know, I'm a quotes person and it was about change. And it said, <laughs> embrace change, loosen up your sense of identity, let yourself walk a new path. You do not have to ignore or erase the past. You just have to wholeheartedly embrace the present and move on. And something about the statement of wholeheartedly embracing the present, the future, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, yet to be seen. What we know is right now, how we feel today. And that's something that they use in meditation and in therapy. My therapist was my good old couch lady was just telling me that she said, it's, I don't really care in this moment. How are you right now? Where are you right now? I don't care about last week. I don't care about what's coming. Mm. What can we do and how are we feeling right now? Cause now is all we have. And what can we do today or to, to make ourselves feel better? And whether that's, I'm going to drink some water, I'm going to get on the bike or I'm going to eat something healthy or I'm going to journal. Those are things that I can impact now. The other stuff, I just don't have any control over. So me stressing or thinking about it, I don't know. But I do think, Aaron, you know, but it does come, those thoughts come because that's yeah. natural. We're human beings. We can't help it. Like sometimes it's just your mind goes there. Yep. And you have to rein it back in and be like, yep. come on back. Come back, come back to now. <laughs> I still love to look though at like of what's possible examples of what's possible. And like the first person that came to mind when I think about, you know, positively looking towards the future is Miss Ernestine Shepard. You guys remember Miss mm-hmm. Ernestine Shepard? She's 86 years old. She's from Baltimore. I mean, <laughs> she's known all over the world. Because she's a bodybuilder, and you look at Miss Ernestine. I met her. I know. I, I'm oh like at the Baltimore Women's Classic, and I was like, Miss Ernestine, Jeffrey, I'm so excited to meet you. She took a picture with me. I was like, Can I take a picture with you? You're a picture with her. Oh my god! I have to show it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. She is. She's incredible. She's 86, and she lifts weight. She's a bodybuilder. I mean, like she makes a muscle. That girl makes a muscle. Mm-hmm. muscle but she didn't start lifting weight until she was what like in her 50s or something mm-hmm. like that and she was like you know what i don't like how i feel i'm gonna change how i feel and she did and she's 86 and like rocking life she's incredible i mean 
Honestly, I don't want to do a 5K next to her because <laughs> I will just be faced with my own self. <laughs> you know who else looks really good? Honestly, I just saw a recent Oprah is looking like really yes. good. Like, I mean, not just not like, oh, she's thin, but she's like walking. And I mean, to me, she, it, it, she looks like she is exuding health. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, for the reason why that really speaks to me is because she's been so open about her struggles throughout her lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that that is inspired, that gives hope to yes. others when you look and say, she's living her best life now. And this is postmenopausal. This mm-hmm. is post all the things that they say are the yep. worst things ever. Um, but she also is one who has talked about embracing her present moment. Right. And say, yes. what can I do to impact myself now to make myself better? And I know people will say, well, she's got a whole team of people, but you know what? She's had a whole team of people all that mm-hmm. time. She's had a whole team of people this whole time. That was my favorite thing that she talked about. She was like, you can have a sh- food, someone make your food mm-hmm. and you can tell them because you pay them to make you something that, <laughs> that you shouldn't have. She's like, the addiction's real. Like, yeah, it is. If if every you know, assuming every celebrity has access to that, then every celebrity would be that quote unquote perfect fit body, and not everyone is like that. Nope. So that's mindset. Like, there's one more piece for mindset. So, Sarah, thank you for raising an excellent question and giving us a great conversation for us to you know talk through and around. And I we hope that that helped you. And we hope that it helps you listening right now too. Like if you're just still wondering, like, is this worth it? We think it's worth it. And that's why you hear us every single week, talk through just to get ourselves to to the place of, yeah, we're, it's worth it for us to talk about our health and to be focused on making those 1% changes that our boy, James Clear and Atomic Habits talks about. Not talking about these massive sweeping change, but just 1% 1% following through, being dedicated on those things. So. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah. Just keep swimming. That's a Candace original from Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to trademark that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we wish you a really great week uh, doing the WW plan or whatever plan that you're doing, even if you're not doing a plan and you're just here for the conversation and thinking healthy thoughts. We're happy that you're here. Join us in the Real WW Talk Facebook group. We also have um, the videos that you can watch, the live recordings if you want to see what we look like on YouTube. We've got the Instagram page. And if you're watching us on YouTube, we have the podcast that you can pop in your pocket and take us on a walk for it with you. You could walk us if you wanted to. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> we get the activity points if they do that. But we should earn extra activity points. <laughs> All right. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.